Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massigo, alongside head coach Tony Ursuline, Tanner, Corey behind the scenes. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about today, I guess. Uh, not some of the stuff that we thought we were going to be talking about. We thought that by when today rolled around that we'd be talking about NCAAs. Corey and I would have been live from U.S. Bank Stadium. Would have. It yeah. was going to be glorious. <laughs> uh, but that is not the case, at least as of right now. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it in a, in a few moments. But probably appropriate to start off with just a little bit of gratitude to the fans, the supporters, alumni, everyone out there, uh, since as most people I would assume know that the season, 2020 season is over, uh, everything from here on out is canceled, uh, so for all intents and purposes this season is over with, uh, and just want to thank everyone for supporting, fans, the, the, uh, the alumni, administration, everyone. Yeah, no, I think um, obviously we're going to go through this year and talk about some of the special things this team did, but I do think it's really important that we thank everybody who supported us this year. 100%. As you mentioned, the, the parents of these young men who sacrificed so much, uh, the, the alumni uh, who have reached out and been there every step of the way, the fans in the stands, uh, you know, my coaches, and, and obviously the team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was huge um, that um, you know, these guys put together some special things and uh, their hard work didn't go unnoticed. And I think it's really important that we recognize uh, everyone at this time. Uh, just because I think, you know, everybody, it's just, you know, heartbroken is the word you see everywhere. And that's probably right. about how I feel is, you know, you feel heartbroken that these kids put in everything and um, didn't get the chance to achieve their ultimate goal. Um, but I guess, you know, we, we talk a lot about trust the process. And, and if we did trust the process, these kids have a lot to be proud of. You know, it's more than just getting your hand raised at the end. I know that means a lot to us because we're, we're very goal-driven people too. And, um, but, but these kids, uh, they, they did the work and, and uh, earned some, some very nice things that we'll talk about. But, uh, but, but thank you to everybody. I think that's a, yeah. huge, a huge thing that everybody thank <clears throat> you for supporting these kids. Uh, you guys as well. You know, everybody who's made this a great year uh, certainly didn't end the way we wanted or anticipated. But... Nonetheless, uh, a lot to be proud of. I think uh, it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm surprised isn't the right word because I think I think what we do is, is a lot of fun, and I think people have as much fun listening to this as we do producing it. But um, you know, a special thanks to everybody who out there. No matter how you consume the show, that you know you you listen or you watch every week, um, you know, you know, a few hundred people via podcast form, some hundreds of people on on Instagram doing it that way, people on Facebook, people on Twitter. I think it's um. It's really cool to see how many people out there are, are interested in Purdue wrestling and, um, and want to consume this content and, um, and keep coming back every week to, 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 to listen to us. And, so, and also Jason Bryant, who's you know, thrown us some pointers throughout the year this year and, uh, and helped us out with the, with the magnification of, of getting people to listen to the show. Attached to that. Thank you all for joining us because it's a great time to be on board with the Purdue Wrestling Team, and I'll tell you why. Uh, all of the accomplishments that the team was able to get to, to this season, there is a laundry list of things here that we can get into. The one thing that jumped off of the page to me was the 7-0 record on the road. That is so hard to do across every sport. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you compete in. Going out, run through them really quick. North Dakota State, SIUE, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and Illinois. Places had, hadn't beaten Rutgers before. Now, granted, only been wrestling been in for a few long, years. But, yeah. Yeah. but a nice win nonetheless. Beating yeah. Illinois for the first time in a little while. Uh, all of those happening on the road. 
it's incredibly difficult to do and, and every coach tries to go out and win win on the road because that is a little bit of an indicator of how well you'll do in Big Ten tournament NCAA times being comfortable away from your home mat. Yeah, it's um, you know, we talk a lot with the team, you know, good teams win in tough environments. Mm-hmm. And certainly on the road a lot, you encounter a lot of tough environments. You know, it's not home and everything's not the way you exactly want it. So right. there's always adjustments in a, in a mindset that needs to accompany that. And and I think our, our team showed that they, they, they can do a good job on the road, that they're a mentally tough team and they're a good team. Um, you know, I just, I feel really, really strongly that this group really bought in to everything we were doing. I remember even, I was talking to Dylan Lighty um, last week, prior to us having the news that we weren't going to the national championships. And, and he said, you know, in particular this year, that he really enjoyed the road trips. You know, it was a fun group to be around. He knew they were there for business, right, to take care of their business. But they had a good time with the coaches, with the, their teammates, with uh, everyone else who traveled. You know what I mean? They just legitimately had a good time and enjoyed being around each other. And I think that that really speaks to the culture that those guys have established here and, and um, that they really enjoy being around each other. So now you're fighting for more than just yourself, right? You're fighting mm-hmm. for your teammates, and that's ultimately what you want. And, and so I'm really proud um, that, that he felt that way, and I know um, probably the entire team felt that way. I, uh... I appreciated the fact that in the first year in my, you know, my new job with, with trying to plan a lot of that stuff, those guys made it easy on me. You know, we got a, we got a really great laid back group of guys who, uh, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't super high maintenance. They weren't, uh, you know, they, they weren't a pain. They, they spoke up when they needed things and they wanted things and we did our best to accommodate them. And, uh, you know, Tony and I were talking a lot about, you know, the guys disperse in different vans and, you know, we had, you know, everybody has their, their, you know, there's some guys that like move around and do different vans and do some different stuff, but I had a pretty consistent group this year in my van. And I, I had, I had a great time with those guys going from, from gym to hotel and hotel to grocery store and, and wherever else we, we ventured out on the road. It, it's interesting to me to, to think about, you know, the culture of this team, because I mean, we've seen it, especially, you know, from afar, just being able to see how well this team has succeeded, how well they get along with one another. My question to you is, and I think, uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. The, t- the culture, uh, winning culture, family culture, whatever you want to say, isn't, isn't built overnight. My question is, it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg situation, in my mind, of does the winning happen first or does the family get built first? Because you have yeah. a lot of times where... Maybe winning a, winning a few. It's gonna be a long show today. Right, yeah, we're going but deep. Winning, I like winning it. A, going out and winning at Northwestern. Dylan Liney going out and and winning uh, Cliff Keen and Midlands. Is that what pulls a team together? Of seeing a guy, you know, kind of pull everyone up by their bootstraps and come together, or does the come together need to happen first? I, for me, and you may get different uh, answers from different people, but I feel like. The, the foundation, the come together gets built first, mm-hmm. and that allows you uh, to have these big moments, which ultimately galvanize yeah. the team, right? Like those experiences, no doubt, winning on the road or winning titles at Vegas or at Midlands, those kind of galvanize the group, but it was there underneath the surface mm-hmm. before because of the culture. That, that's where I land on it. I think, you know, you have to have that first before you, you have winning. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. I think you got to have those habits in place already to, to allow the rest to come together. And I'm not a coach, but I definitely, like, my opinion on this, having been around athletics a long time, I think it's circular. I think that, like, it's, it's a repetitive cycle. I think, you know, you build the culture. And I, I tend to agree with Tony. I think the culture has to come first and you got to get the right kids. 
and you got to get all, you know, everybody's got to be doing the right things to get to the winning. But then I think the winning reinforces the culture and mm. it makes it stronger, which leads to more winning. And I think, I think you can really, I think what the goal is, is to get going in a circle that way so that it just keeps building and keeps getting better. Um, but I, I think, I think it's a great question, Hunter. I think the fact that like, you know, do you, you know, you don't want to build it on, I think it's scary to build it on just winning. Tony, I don't uh, know what you think. Because I think sometimes, because then but, what happens when you're not winning anymore? I, th- I think the argument is, though, if, if you start winning, then that stuff kind of, you know, it it eases a lot of that other stuff. Maybe some tension that's going on, maybe some disagreements that, that winning matches kind of pulls people together a little bit because things are going well. Yeah, you know, it, it does. But here's the thing, and, and it, it, this all depends on where you land. Like, we're, we're really getting ready to find out um, if we trust the process, okay? Mm-hmm. It's an overused phrase, but I talked to the group last Friday because with the coronavirus, you know, um, going on, you know, they're not here right now. It's our spring break anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we have, you know, a lot of young men, at least at this point in time, that are planning on returning to campus, uh, whether it's for academic help or different things, right? They want to be connected so they can, they can finish strong. But uh, I think we're going to find out if we're really a family or not. And, and I feel very strongly that we are and that we will do a good job. Um, because they care about their teammates, they care about you know doing right by you know themselves and their academics or even their training. You know, so but we're going to find out if they trust that process because it's not just about the winning. Clearly, their national championship just got taken away. Yeah. So if you're only about winning, right? Sorry, guys, we're out. Right. You know, so is it was that was that work all for naught, or did you enjoy the journey? Did you trust the process? And I think that's hugely important because our, these young men just found out nothing is guaranteed. And we talk about that a lot. I mean, Christian Bruner had the knee injury, and we weren't sure he was going to get back. And he fought, and he struggled his tail off to get back. He qualified and had a great opportunity. Now it's pulled. Okay? I hope it was about more for him and just, Dylan just and, and, and anybody than just getting to nationals and having a chance to, to complete their goals. Certainly... Uh, we all wanted that, that, that opportunity for them, and we are, like I said, the word heartbroken comes to mind. But... I hope it was about more than just that for you because th- those guys have every um, right to hold their heads up high mm-hmm. and feel good about what they did. So that's where I land on it. It's, um, you can say winning, but, and yes, it feeds itself. Like that's the ultimate goal yeah. is um, that it eventually it is a circle, like Tanner says, it's, but it feeds itself. You know, we've worked really hard to create the environment and the work ethic and, and the mindset and all of these things. And then the wins came and you hope now that you bring in more like-minded people and, and around and around it goes. And so you haven't had to create it out of thin mm-hmm. air. It's built itself and now it's feeding itself. You know, your guys uh, impart the standards to the recruits when they're on campus. This is what it is. This is how we do things. You know, if this is you know exciting to you and this is what you want to be a part of, then jump on board. And those kids come in and, then, and it keeps feeding itself. Not that you can ever sleep on it, right? Like yeah. it's, I'm not talking about where we take our hands off it, right? But the kids really understand what it is, what it looks like, and they are in control of it. Well, I think a a good way to to bridge the two, you know, the chicken or the egg situation is that these two, like the, the two sides, they can come together in team success and personal success are the same thing. And in, in wrestling specifically, there's you know, you've got a lot of individuals. It's an individual sport that that gets put together for team uh, team points, team winning. That if a team can get into their mind that 
personal success is team success. When Dylan Lighty goes out and wins Vegas, goes out and wins Midlands, when you've got guys like Kendall Coleman, young guys, Thomas Panola that are going out there and fighting every single match, qualifying, doing well at Big Tens, that their personal success is team success to everyone else, and that when they do well, the whole team's doing well. And watching those guys celebrate each other this season, mm -hmm. I think that's where I think that was one of the biggest indicators for me of watching those guys uh, celebrate each other's personal successes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I thought you know Rutgers comes to mind. Parker Philly has beaten JoJo Aragon in sudden victory, and the way that that bench responded. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony was having to like pull people back. He was afraid, like yep. he didn't want to lose team points or anything like that. Like he, <laughs> that he, he was like, I mean, we were, we were good, we were good because we were up by two at that point. And if we lost a team point, right. we still would have won. But one. it was just like, but the fact that we had to hold his teammates back from celebrating mm -hmm. with him, like I think, just I think that's just one of like, uh, you know, you could probably come up with ten more indicators of stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it gives you another why. Okay, I mean, as, as we talk with the kids at the start of the year and throughout the year, you gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta know your why. Why are you doing this? Because we push incredibly hard. It's an incredibly difficult, tough sport, right? You gotta manage your weight, mm -hmm. your mindset, you know, uh, you gotta physically suffer, right? I mean, there's just a lot there. So understanding your why is important. And to me, it just gives you another why. You know what I mean? Another why is my teammates. And they're here and they're beside me and they support me. And so you might have whys with your own goals, your own personal things you wanna do. Um, but then you have your teammates. And so the, the, to increase the number of why you're doing this is, is a big deal um, and, and does pull people together. So speaking to some of that and transitioning a little bit here, how important have, has this group of seniors been to this process? You know, Nate Lemix, Dylan Lighty, Christian Bruner. Yeah. Um, while their, their future is, is kind of uncertain at this point, we're, we're not entirely sure what's gonna happen with all this. There's lots of discussions that we'll get into later in the show, but um, how instrumental have they been in this, this process over the last five years? No, I think they've, they've been huge, and they may don't even realize how big of a part of the process they've been, um, you know, because they've, they've set a standard or a way of doing things that um, is seen by their teammates, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> now it's like, okay, here's the benchmark, here's uh, what we have to, to strive for, you know what I mean? And, that's, mm -hmm. and I think that's incredibly important. Uh, I've said often, when I, when I went to Iowa the first time, you know, I was a young kid out of North Central Iowa, farming community. I didn't really understand what that looked like, but you pick up on it real quick when you see guys living it day to day. Uh, and you're not doing things because your coach is standing there making you, you're doing things because this is what is required within the program. And I think, um, you know, I feel strongly that our guys have figured that out and we're seeing that success. And, and I guess that's maybe why, you know, we're all very disappointed we didn't get to put the cap on it, but they're seeing it coming and there was, there was real belief. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not hope that it may happen. There's belief that it, it will happen, right? That, that's what I saw as I saw uh, a number of guys believing that it will happen, you know. Uh, I, I felt strongly like Dylan Lottie really believed in his mind. He was the national champ at 174 pounds. He, you know, was closing the gap and getting better and knew where he had to go. And, and so he believed it. And lots of the other young men believe in the same thing. But that's what you strive for is you need the belief. And you can't hope it will happen. You're going to lose to the guys who think it will. And that's belief, right? That's the difference between hope and belief. And I felt like as a team, that's where we had taken ourselves to, to belief in this will happen for us. 
I mean, your heart certainly goes out to to those seniors. Uh, this, you know, Dylan Lighty, Christian. You know, Dylan Lighty, top seeded Boilermaker, number four going into nationals. Christian Bruner, yeah, one of twelve four-time qualifiers for uh, Purdue wrestling in its history. So yeah. your heart goes out to those seniors of, like you mentioned, it just got ripped away from them. Now. We had to tread lightly here a little bit because there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. <laughs> we don't know. There's still still anything. a lot of stuff but up in the air. Let's use the word of the week. It's fluid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I, I, if I had a nickel every time I read that in, in an announcement, gracious. Uh, certainly not making fun of it. It's just it's it's the word of the week. It's it seems like so it's fluid. We can have a show every single day of the week for the next two weeks and have something new to talk about every single time. I'm I think sure. of, of new stuff coming out. Uh, but with with how this season wrapped up for these guys, like I'm sure. They're they're still hungry. You, you know, you guys got Dylan Lighty, Christian Bruner, Nate Lemix. That that this was the end of the line for them. And now that they don't have an NCAA tournament, now that they don't have a way to put a bow on their season, have have you got a chance to talk to them of how they feel about this whole situation? I mean, other than you know, I think that they understand that it's out of their control, but they have to, I'm sure, stand up for themselves, like fight for themselves. That hey. I want a chance to go out and win a national championship in my my last year. Like yeah. we were talking before the show started, Lighty had closed the gap on the guys that he was going to have to beat yep. to be a national champion, and now oh, he close. we will never know. Yeah, um, you know, for all the people out there, clock extension is the term there's, that, there's, that people are looking at. It's on the table. Yep, you may have seen that they've already awarded a clock extension or another year for the, the spring athletes. Right? I don't think that's a done deal yet. It may not be done, but they said they were going to give them an extension. They all agreed it was a good idea. Like. They, they all agreed it was yep. a good idea. They're still, they're still trying to figure out the details. Details, details of what that may be. Uh, and now they're on winter sports, they said. So we're waiting to see. Um, I know it's on the table, and depending on who you talk to, um, maybe yes, maybe no. And so uh, I would hate to speculate. Uh, obviously, we, we uh, cross our fingers, and we hope that they, they can get another opportunity. But obviously, we all recognize that there's a lot of obstacles there, and, and maybe course. we can't overcome them from you know, an NCAA administrative perspective. So we'll wait and see. Um, I just know that if, if, if it's the end, uh, they they uh, you know have a lot to be proud of and and have no reason to to walk away with regrets. I think uh, you know the challenge for them and and for all of us really is to not let the end define them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like you know you take a kid like like Christian Bruner and you look at like you said <clears throat> one of twelve four time four time qualifiers. You know one of our top seated guys ever at one hundred ninety seven pounds. Mm -hmm. um, this year, but then you look you, you you look at the big picture. You look at everything that he's accomplished over his career, and to, to to think that the cancellation of one tournament like defines you or 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 takes anything away from from what you did. I mean, Dylan Lighty, 111 career wins. You know, one of the winningest wrestlers in, in program history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Nate Lemix. Look at all he's done, both on and off the mat. I mean, that yeah. kid's that kid's amazing, and he was the quintessential. I mean, that dude was the teammate this year. He stepped in for guys when they were hurt. He moved up weights. He did, I mean, he did everything and anything that the coaching staff asked of him mm -hmm. all season long. Like, like these are guys that have so much to be proud of and so like, you know, they're just so accomplished. And, and I mean, they haven't even scratched the surface on what they're gonna do. Um, you know, these guys, these yeah. guys all have very bright futures ahead of them regardless of wrestling. And so, 
I think that's the huge challenge is is trying to not let that that single incident yep. you know, define their whole careers or whatnot. Like I said, do you buy into trust the process? Right. right. We, if if it's just the end result, sometimes the journey's hollow. You get to the end and you wonder, was this all worth it? Right. And and clearly, the the kid just had the rug pulled out from underneath their feet. So I'm hoping that they've listened their entire career and trusting the process is really what it's about. Okay. And if if they have. And like I said, while there's still going to be pain, I mean, trust me, I'm, I'm, I, you know, we are all feeling it. We're all hurting. I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, because you know the amount of work that goes into it, the, the sacrifice and the suffering, and then the work uh, makes us all feel bad, right? Like, no way, no doubt about it. But at some point, that's going to pass, and you'll have a, a, a bigger view, a long-term view, and they'll they'll understand that that um, this work uh, served them well and will probably open other doors uh, through life as they go. And it's good to recognize, I mean, as a, as a head coach, I'm sure you understand, I know where you side on this of, of course, you want your seniors back. Of course, yeah. you want... I really do. Nah. I really hey, want... Hey, Tony, do you, want, do you want two top six guys back yeah, in your yeah. lineup next year? Of course you want these guys <laughs> back. And of course you want to give, you know, a year back to, to even the younger guys. I mean, yeah. Kendall Coleman, Thomas Mullen, give, these guys, yeah. give the, these guys their year back. But it's important to recognize the hurdles that are going to have to be jumped to be able to figure out not only of how to do right by a lot of these guys but how it all figures out on the other side of it and yeah. to try to avoid people gaming the system a little bit to not do what's right. That's, of, a, that's of always the hard giving, part. And that's, and that's what's unfortunate is it feels like we may slip into a place where it's these guys are going to get their their final year taken away from them by a couple of people that, that may ruin it for everyone. Yeah, I just I, I think it's hard. Um, you know, not to believe it. I can appreciate. It's easy for me to say, hey, let's give these guys a, a year right. back and give them their opportunity. Uh, I do believe, it's, personally, it's the right thing to do. I yeah. do, in my heart of hearts, believe it's the right thing to do just because of how hard these kids work. But I, I certainly recognize the hurdles yeah, of course. Uh, and, and what has to be worked out. So um, I, I certainly don't want to appear like I'm um, insensitive to the other side as well. You know, administrators, NCAA. They all have um, lots of things to look at, and I can appreciate the diff, difficult, uh, tough word, the, the toughness of that. Of course. <laughs> Difficulties, I think, is what you were going Thank for. You. Is that what it was? Appreciate it. You that thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm little Tough word. We'll, we'll, we'll skip it. Let's change that. <laughs> Call an audible. That's right. I think, uh, I think the hard part when you look at the whole idea of the clock extensions is, you know, you just have right now and again this is all we're less than a week out from when this thing like all went down yeah you know they can't well, they canceled this on thursday yep is, yep. is that what thursday. it was last thursday and so here we are we're not even what five, four or five days away and to think that anybody has an answer at this point is nuts yep. you know tony said the term last week and then i heard gino ariema repeat it on on uh, sports center was like this is an extraordinary thing that has happened and we should go to extraordinary measures to try and figure it out. And mm -hmm. so I, for one, would like to give the NCAA as much time as they need to sort through all of this before they come to any decisions. Don't, you don't want any rash decisions. No, let's, no. Not, let's not do anything in haste. Like, this is about the kids. This is about the student athletes that yeah. have put, you know, years and years of work into their craft and into, into all of this. And if we can find a way to fairly like figure this out so that kids get their get their bite at the apple. Like let's yep. do it, but um, you know, it's like Hunter, Hunter said, 
you hate to see that there's probably going to be some people that are going to try and game the system and they're going to try and, you know, work to just, you know, they're going to work selfishly instead of for the betterment of everybody. Um, and it's just hard, you know, you, you talk about all the hurdles and all the different, the, 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 the different, different uh, troubles that, um, <laughs> that people are going to have to go through to get this. You and can't do that while I'm drinking water. I, I'm man. sorry. That, that, yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. I, you got the, but he got the brackets wet. That's right. You um, had our for social right there. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, I even lost my train of thought. But it's just, you, you're, you're trying to, you got to figure out how, you know, obviously in the one year, it's going to set everything off balance. Yeah. And you got to figure out how long it's going to, how long would it take afterwards to like rebalance everything. Because you know you're going to have teams that have huge senior classes that are going to try and get everybody back, and they're going to get pushed way over the scholarship limit. Or maybe there's another team like ours, like you know, we have three guys, mm -hmm. and we might be able to find a way to make it work easier type of deal. Yeah. And so I think that they just let's take our time, let's look at everything, let's exhaust all possibilities before we before we try to weigh in and make a decision on this. Yeah, I mean, it has effects on both sides of it. The seniors going out, new guys coming in. I mean, yep. recruiting of the guys that are coming in next year or yeah. the year after Scholarship that. Scholarship limits, squad, right. roster, roster, roster caps. Roster yeah, so I mean. It has, it has all kinds of stuff. The only thing we can do is talk about what a little bit of what we know Mm -hmm. And we knew that we were going to have a bunch of guys wrestle in, in Minneapolis. We, we sure, we sure uh, were. Which is incredible, exciting, really unfortunate. As a fan, unfortunate that we don't get to see it, uh, obviously out of our control. But NCAAs uh, were what we were supposed to be talking about coming up this weekend. Let's mm -hmm. talk about them. And, I mean, it was, it was going to be an exciting time because based off of the projections, I mean, we were going to have a historic run. At, at NCAAs this coming weekend and you know if everything went well and things went even better than what we could expect we were looking at a, a trophy coming home from Minneapolis. Yeah I think you know that was within their reach for yeah. sure I mean I uh, as you mentioned there's projections right just based on seeds yeah and having four guys seated in the top eight if, if you just uh, kind of project that out I think they had put us at seventh that was Flo I believe. Flo scored yeah. out um, so well, yeah what Flo, Flo did is Flo took the seedings and then they scored every weight based on, you know, they didn't do any bonus points. They didn't do anything like that. But they just scored out straight from seeds. If all the seeds held and they wrestled it all the way out, these would be the point totals. And they had us at seventh with 42 points. And that had us five and a half points out of fourth, which would bring home a team trophy. Mm -hmm. the, the, the cluster between like four and nine was crazy. It was less than, less than 10 points between fourth place and ninth place so there yeah. was it was going to be a heck of a run for a bunch of teams at that uh at that last at that team trophy it was going to get real interesting saturday 100 percent. yeah no doubt but um but you know those things um can be can be fairly accurate if you look at you know uh, i think wind does their tpi or you know flow the way they score those out those you know it's an indicator certainly yeah. we, you got to show up put your foot on the line you've got to wrestle and this and the seeds never hold let's be honest yeah and we had been you know, we had done a nice job all year, though. I, I trusted what I saw from the team, you know, uh, especially we had talked, I think, going back to mid-year when you look at Vegas. From Vegas kind of on, I had really trusted what I was seeing from this team. Uh, they had consistently wrestled two or above their seeds, you know, and beaten good quality opponents. And, and so that's where, you know, it's, it's the difference between hope and belief. You know, I was believing in what I saw mm -hmm. and in our ability to be where we, we needed to be. So that's, that's the thing. I mean, certainly... 
we, you got to show up and you got to wrestle. That's the beautiful part, right? You don't, it's not just a, hey, that's somebody's opinion. But I think, you know, as we've talked all year, we had done a nice job of always wrestling to or above our seeds and we'd beaten good people all year long in their gym, in our gym, whatever. So from our standpoint, we were set up to, to have a very nice uh, finish at the NCAA tournament. I was just going to ask you how much did our performances at Vegas and Midlands, which were both historic in their own rights, um, you know, we did some we did some pretty special things at some big, not you know, big some of those big tournaments earlier in the year. How much did those affect your opinion and like make you look at Big Tens and Nationals different? Because we did it in Vegas, we did it at Midlands, mm-hmm. super shorthanded by the way at Midlands. Yeah, three starters out at and Midlands. Then, and then and then we come back at Big Tens and we have our our best performance at Big Tens in thirty years. Yeah, and uh, we're ready to take eight guys to. Eight guys to the national championship made my life super easy by getting all quali- all, all auto qualifiers. Right. I appreciated that. I think <laughs> I thanked all eight of them and said, "Hey, I appreciate you. I don't have to wait on this at large nonsense." Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess how did that? I mean, you kind of answered this already, but yeah. how how much does that shape your opinion when you're going into the national tournament? Well, you're looking for consistency. I've used that word a lot <laughs> this year too, so I apologize. But that's what you're looking for. I mean, when you see it over and over again, or you know a kid can repeat it, okay, then you understand they've got it. You know, that we... Like we, Dylan Lighty in overtime. We can trust him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or the fact that, you know, um, you know Devin Schroeder, you know, or even what I was seeing with Parker Phileas the back half of the year. Max Lyon, we knew what was coming. You know, Max it was Lyon. not a surprise to me that he wrestled, you know, from 11, 11 seed to six. Because he had been right there, and what we were seeing every day was progress, progress, progress in those in those areas we were talking about. So, I just you know when you see it and they can repeat it, then you know they got it. That's consistency, and that's why I, I felt very strongly about what we were getting from the team. Because there's sometimes a kid will show you something, but then you don't see it for a couple matches, or maybe he'll show you a really good day in practice where he pushed really hard, he pushed beyond his boundaries, but then the next two days he wasn't there. You know, he took mm-hmm. took two days off. Right. And, and so until you learn how to repeat those days in the practice room or tough matches against quality opponents, you know, you're, you're looking for that consistency and you don't know. And I felt like we were seeing that consistency every time we competed. Even if we were a little short on the score, uh, we were seeing some things. We were seeing progress, you know, development in shape, development in mindset, development in the ability to finish a situation. So I just... I trusted what I saw with this group and felt very confident going in that we were set up. And clearly, from a seeding standpoint, we were to to have a good uh, NCAA tournament. Well, an important note, uh, six of the top seven projected finishing teams at Nationals were all Big Ten teams. So just in case there's anyone out there that still was a little concerned of what the premier uh, wrestling conferences, how <laughs> difficult it, what it is to win in this league, six of the top seven uh, projected Finishers at nationals were just be based off seeds. Teams. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, going past this, whenever things hopefully go back to normal, uh, some sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yes. Um, but the 2020-2021 season is going to come around soon enough. Yeah. What's What's your message to these guys, especially you know? God forbid, you, yeah. if you don't end up getting your seniors back, you get you still have a team of a, a room full of guys that are. Yeah. wrestling incredibly well is that is that i don't imagine that hunger is going to be hard to reinstill in them to say like your season didn't end yeah. last last year the way that you wanted it to to 
to have that fight still in them come next season. Yeah, you, you hope that this, you know, sometimes you, as a, especially as a young person, right, um, these messages sometimes go unnoticed, and, and we've said a lot, hey, you got to value every day, train hard every day, because you never know when it, it could all just be taken away. Yeah. And certainly for every young person you get to wrestle in, with the, in the United States, you just found out, like, at the drop of a hat, it can be all be taken away. So I'm hoping, right, that that sense of urgency, that just being grateful for the opportunity to compete, to mm -hmm. train, you know, those experiences are all ones that should be valued and not taken for granted. Um, and I feel really good about our group, but like I said earlier, I think we're going to find out if these guys really trust the process. You know, we're going to find out now. How, how are these guys going to use their, their time? You know, there's more flexibility here. Are they going to train uh, in ways that they can? I mean, keep in mind, I want everybody to be safe. Yeah. I don't want people to take this out of context. But, you know, you need to find ways to push yourself mentally. You need to find ways to push yourself physically. You need to find ways to stay engaged right with your life and what you want to do and where you want to go mm -hmm. um, you know within the boundaries of where we're at now we all got to find different ways of doing that for sure but if these guys have bought into the process what we're trying to do how we want to operate day to day and then as well know as coaches how to do it themselves hold themselves accountable they'll be okay like I, to me i think this could be a tremendous opportunity and i told this to our team is it could be a, a tremendous opportunity that we make even bigger jumps because we're more disciplined than other people. You know, maybe we can we can jump over people because while other people are, you know, um, taking a break, we are moving forward. And I mean that within the safest possible means. I'm not advocating nope. anybody do anything silly no. or anything like that. I, I, I can't make that clear enough because of where we're at in society. But we all know there are certain things you can do in your house or, you know what I mean, um, you know, in your own life that can, that can pay off. Well, I think what Tanner said is an important uh, note and a good message to the team uh, once things do resume back to normal is you can take this situation and really instill it in guys to come in the future to be able to show up every day and tell yourself that I get to wrestle today. Yeah. That it can be taken away very quickly, very easily. Uh, I mean, there were there were swimming and diving teams in the pool when they found mm -hmm. out last week. Yep. There were teams, I mean, wrestling teams, Indoor basketball track teams. track and field yeah. was down at their championship right. when they got told. So many Albuquerque, teams, yeah. yeah. So, so many teams preparing for you know the biggest stage of their of their season with the national championships coming up, and you know for for all kinds of, of sports to be able to step out on the mat next season when things come back go back to normal to say that i get to wrestle today and i cannot take it yep. for granted because i have seen firsthand that it can be stripped like that yep no I, you know it's funny one of our mantras and this was long before this happened right i think we were in the middle of our big 10 grind and and it's just you know it's always hard right you're you're in the middle of the season and the light at the end of the tunnel isn't quite there meaning nationals right mm -hmm. so you're not quite to the end and you're just in the middle you've been going a long time and, you know, and I thought it was important. Our team, we, we talked several times of we get to wrestle. That's got to be our, our mantra. We talked about in the locker room before we go out and compete. And we get to wrestle. Okay. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, something that I felt very strongly that the team embraced. And it was good, good on them. And they get to embrace that now is remember that at one point in time, we'll get to wrestle again. Uh, it's not today. It's not tomorrow, certainly. But we're going to get a wrestle and we need to kind of make good decisions now with with that end in mind well it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks just waiting on 
in any information that we get from the NCAAs. Like Tanner said, uh, we're certainly not trying to rush anything out. Uh, we want the decision to be made fairly as, and as fair as possible. We don't need it now. I mean, we've got, we've got some time on our hands to, to be able to prepare for next season and prepare for the future, but we're just waiting on NCAAs to tell us what We're waiting on everybody to tell us what stuff. Should be doing. <laughs> Who's going to be prepared? Right. Uh, well, the cool thing is, we're hey, waiting on the CDC, right? But I, mean, I tell that's, you, what, that's who we're waiting. Well, on. that too, yeah. yeah. But Christian and Dylan aren't going anywhere. No. You know, Chris, Christian's uh, Christian's trying to get into vet school. Yeah. Christian and, will be doing his uh, fifth year next yeah. year, but it's just wrapping up his uh, his academics in the undergrad level. And as you mentioned, Dylan will be here finishing his uh, master's finishing degree. Finishing his master's degree, so they both will be here, and uh, we they're going to be around. They're going to be around. <laughs> well, that certainly makes things easier for this team. There's a lot of other teams out there that don't don't have those plans in place already. With, with those two specifically, I assume wrestling is not something they'll just walk away from. Do you anticipate them still? Working out with the guys, some coming to the yeah. room a little bit. So within how uh, we always qualified as within sure, NCAA within, like, rules. Sure, yeah, there's, there's, the there's rules, in rules in place. I, I do know uh, Dylan uh, especially wants to wrestle internationally and has freestyle uh, in mind, and he will be done with his schooling uh, at the latest by next December. Um, Christian is looking at uh, you know uh, vet school. So maybe it's a little less certain, but he's talked about possibly wrestling as well. So, okay. and, and we're here to support those guys um, should they want to. Sure. 100%. You know, that's part of the reason, right, that you have the uh, regional training centers is just to uh, um, provide opportunities for people. So um, we'll, we will wait and see, you know, and, and you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. And not to forget, uh, you know, Nate Lemmick's hats off to him. He's got a, he's got a really nice job yeah. lined up. He's got Chemical is chemical engineering. Is that what chemical he? Chemical engineering. Yeah, my man is smart. Has, uh, a, has a job secured already. Up and, in uh, uh, Grand Rapids, right? That's is right. It Amway, is that right? Amway. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he last summer. He's the real winner in all this. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. Man, my man he's has got, got life. Uh, he's gonna have the biggest paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> he is winning life. <laughs> uh, but but certainly you know just I, I guess this is perfect as we kind of wind down here, but. Those three three guys have a ton to be proud of uh, for lots of different reasons, and and just really excited to see what they're going to do the rest of the way. But at the same time, proud of how they kind of led this team and and created the culture uh, and the work ethic and the things that that are going to lead to future successes mm-hmm. down the road. You know, we yeah. mentioned a little bit next year's group. We'll have six qualifiers back. Yeah. You know, and a couple of those guys are going to be ranked really high, and I know we got a couple other guys that that are really capable of finishing really high, and. We'll have some new guys who want to, you know, make their mark as well that are very talented. So, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah, while we're hurting here a little bit on the way this this ended, uh, I think from a standpoint of we won't take our eye off the ball in the future. Well, which is weird since wrestling doesn't have a ball. <laughs> Just saying. Dynamite drop in. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is why you're here. Yeah, I, mean, I try. You know, all of those seniors that you mentioned, you know, obviously we'll. Of course, as Coach mentioned, playing within the guidelines of the CDC, with the NCAA, with the Big Ten, with Purdue, uh, we're all playing within all of those guidelines. Potentially can get a chance to talk to those guys in the next couple weeks. You know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, show will be this, the, the show will go on. The show will go on. So you know, like the Queen song. as long as as long as uh, it's within the rules that have been put in front of us. Uh, maybe get a chance to talk to some of those guys, let them tell their side of it, uh, how they feel and how they, they feel going forward with with all of this stuff.
should be an exciting couple uh, couple weeks for the podcast, hopefully. Absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. We won't have any wrestling to talk about. Um, but we'll get a chance to talk to some of those guys that we haven't got to uh, have on the show yet this year. Sounds Thank good. you all for joining us for another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. Head coach Tony Ersland, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter Maskill. As always, boiler up. <laughs>